Hello, everyone. It's your favorite homeboy, Zach Iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far, So Hood, the place for those who are misunderstood, baby. This is your home. Kick your feet up. Let's talk about some things and let's spill some tea. We have made it another week. That's right. No matter what has happened, no matter what has transpired, we have made it to another week. Okay, that's all that matters. I'm your host, Zach Iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far So Hood. All right, you can follow the show Instagram at So Far So Hood Show. You can follow my Instagram at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas. And I just want to thank you for joining me for another episode. All right, last week was very um, crack heady. It was a very crack heady week. But nevertheless, we have some beautiful headlines to discuss. We will be discussing Kylie Sonique Love from RuPaul's Drag Race being crowned the first transgender winner in the American franchise. We will also be reviewing the movie Candyman. We have some things to discuss when it comes to that. It was very, very intriguing. So, what else? Oh, it's a Q&A. Yep, no topic, just a Q&A. So that's going to be very interesting. That's why I got thrown off. Yeah, no topic, just a Q&A. I'm going to answer some questions from you guys, and that's going to be fun. So, yeah, damn, that was quick. So, yeah, let's get into our weekly run-up. You know, you know what it is. Grab your keys, grab your wallet, make sure your wig is snatched down. All right, let's go. Let's go into the weekly run-up. Let's go. We begin this weekly run-up discussing Kylie Sonique Love from RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, if you do not watch RuPaul's Drag Race, still listen because Kylie Sonique Love is an artiste, okay? Kylie Sonique Love is an artiste. She is beautiful. She is amazing. She is beyond talented. She splits. She flips. She turns looks. She brings energy. She's cool as fuck, okay? If you do not watch RuPaul's Drag Race, you should watch it. You should watch it. If you do not know anything about me, just know that RuPaul's Drag Race is one of my favorite shows of all time. Of all time. And now that the first trans winner has been crowned in America, you know, it made headlines, of course, and multiple people don't understand the concept of a trans person still being being able to do drag. So let me explain it, all right? Mind your damn business. There's an explanation. Oh, oh, boop. Oh, boop, boop. Oh, oh, there it is. There's your explanation because at the end of the day, drag is art. And art should be appreciated in all, all its forms. And drag definitely deserves to become more mainstream. In Kylie Sonique Love, she has done amazing things. She has performed with Miley Cyrus. She literally, she wore a runway outfit that was directly from Lady Gaga. And everything she has done on the show was stellar. Kylie Sonique Love all around is just a cool ass person. She's very genuine. You know, it's very hard to come off genuine on reality TV. So it was it was nice to get to evaluate a queen in a way to where it felt very comfortable to watch them go through hell on this TV show because they put these queens through hell. So if you do not follow her Instagram, I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Please check out check out her Instagram. Check out her social medias. You will not be disappointed. And Kylie Sonique Love at the end of the day is just she's about authentically being yourself. And that's something we really represent on this show. 
So congratulations to Miss Girl. She she won a hundred thousand dollars, one hundred thousand dollars. You know they're gonna tax the hell out of it though, so who knows how much money it actually is. But congratulations. I'm beyond happy. Beyond happy. And now we go into one of the most anticipated movies of my life, of my whole life. When I tell you I've been waiting on this movie since I was in the womb, practically, it feels like I was waiting on this movie since before I was even thought of because it's been so long. It's been so damn long. It's finally time to review Candyman. Finally, 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 finally. Candyman is, let me be careful how many times I say it, damn it, damn it. Let me be careful how many times I say it because I'm not saying it multiple times, all right? I'm going to say it very few times. So I might just call him CM, all right? CM. So CM is very, it's an intergenerational story in the black community and it's very significant. In the 2021 re-edition of the movie, it it has caused some, um, it has stirred things up a little. It stirred things up a little. It was directed by Nia DeCosto and written and produced by Jordan Peele. And the premise of the movie is Anthony and his partner, they, they go to this town and then they have an encounter to where they find out the true story behind CM and I love how I'm just not saying the name. Like, I'm really not messing with it. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. So after hearing the story of CM, Anthony gets inspired to create these, these pieces of art for, the, um, for a particular art studio. He unknowingly opens the door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence. So, you know, chaos, that's, that's the main premise of a good movie. Chaos, that... That gives you a good movie every single time. And there was a lot of chaos in this movie. I loved it. This movie was scheduled to be released June 2020. What what time? What day is it? What day? What month is it? What year is it even anymore? It's September 2021. This movie was supposed to come out in June 2020. The wait. The wait. And then, you know, there's the way before June 2020 to where, you know, there's the trailer and all that stuff to where you get all hyped up and then the movie doesn't come. So it's been a long time. It's been a long, long time of me waiting on this movie. And so for it to finally be released, it's a joyous moment. It's a moment to be celebrated. It's time to have a jubilee (laughs) because the amount of time it took for this movie to come out because Jordan Peele and the producers, they were like, It must come out in theaters. It must come out in theaters. We're not releasing it on on streaming services. And I don't blame them. I do not blame them because the movie is exquisite. It's completely exquisite. With the budget of $25 million, the movie has grossed over $50 million so far. So being out on the first week alone, it's already gotten this money back two times over. So they have nothing to worry about. You know. It's Jordan Peele. It's Jordan Peele. Of course, it's going to be a box office hit. Like, duh. Like, Jordan Peele was like, who you telling? Who you telling? So, you know, we got to get into these reviews. And these reviews are very interesting. They're very interesting. So, on the tomato meter, it has an 85% with the, the critic score. 
and it has a 73% on the audience score. Interesting. Interesting. So I'm going to read you some of the negative critic reviews first because they, a lot of people were very hostile. I, don't, I said some, like, is there some, is this racially motivated? Like, damn, some of these reviews are very hostile. But anyways, this negative review says, the Candyman as a villain leaves much to be desired. Candyman is often frustrating in its ambig- ambiguities and inconsist- inconsistencies, but it does get us to approach uncomfortable topics that would have otherwise been left on the table. Okay. Another one says, everyone's allowed to have one bad thing. <laughs> I'm about to start crying. It said, everyone's allowed to have one bad thing. And for Nia DaCosta and Jordan Peele, Candyman 2021 is it? Oh my God, Mary. <laughs> the roasting. <laughs> the roast. You better jag them for no reason. Oh my goodness. So let's get into some positive, some positive ones. I have a tear running down my face. All right. Ooh. So some pro- positive critic reviews, they say. Stunning visuals and imagery. Exceptional directing and stellar performances by all the cast members make this the can't-miss movie of the year. Period. I agree. I agree. Another one says, Candyman is a movie that succeeds on two levels, as a comment on the echoes of historical racism that can be heard today, and as a horror film that'll scare the pants off of you. Also agree to that. And this one says, Nia DaCosta's sequel slash reimagining is a worthy successor to its namesake, delivering nail-biting horror fundamentals with uncommon visual affair. Uncommon visual affair, that I love that phrase because that's exactly what it was. The cinematography was on a whole different level. Based on the cinematography alone, it's movie of the year so far. Maybe, maybe, we'll see. But so far, it's been really, ooh. They, the way they directed and shot angles, they, you can tell they did it down to a T. They did it down to every single detail that they could. My overall opinion on the film is that it was amazing. I was really impressed by the acting. The cast was a... Oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful and African-American and just exquisite. I also really loved the, the cinematography, like I mentioned. The storyline was... It was very appealing, and I loved how it... It tied into the, the, social, the social justice aspects of things... You know, it was going to be something very political and powerful because it's Jordan Peele, like, boop, you know, he's going to give it to you every single time. Also, if you were to ever say that in the mirror, I'm not even saying it out loud five times, CM, his name. If you were to say that in the mirror, you're going to be fucked up. So don't do it. Don't do it. I know people like to do things that I tell them not to do, but seriously, do not do it. You're going to be fucked up. I would have even tested. So Jordan Peele, Nia DaCosta, thank you. Thank you. Because damn, I was waiting for that movie so damn long. So damn long. We went through leap years in this bitch. Okay. Leap years. It was ridiculous. So, oh, we're going to sneak in some music news. Yep. 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 We're going to sneak in some music news. We have two songs I'm going to bring up real quick. So let's let's talk about those. Let's talk about those. Before we get into this Q&A, I definitely had to bring up Little Mix and their new song, Love, because it's a banger. It's a banger. Please check it out. You will not regret it. 
you will be happy. You'll be very happy with the outcome of you listening to this song. Because when I tell you, Little Mix put their toes in this song, they they really went there. They really went there. Two of the members are pregnant, you know, so support the girl, support them. Also, Charlie XCX, the gay icon of the community, she has released a new song called Good Ones. And it's very, it's very, very good. Like, Charlie XCX, she she analyzed the music of this year and she was like, oh, I, it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn to destroy everybody. And the music video, slay it. Complete and utter slay it. So, Love by Little Mixed, Good Ones by Charlie XCX. Check those out. Eat it up. Eat it up. You will be very satisfied. So, that's all for our weekly run up of the week. We're going to take a quick break, you know, go get you a little snack, get you a cup of water, go run to the gas station, fill your car with gas, do whatever you need to do. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the Q&A. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We are back with the Q&A that has been, I got some good questions, actually. These questions are, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I have been waiting to do this for a long time because it's nice to just take a break from, you know, the the in-depth nature of this podcast sometimes and to just sit back and relax, you know, let your shoulders roll back. And I'm going to let you get to know a little a little bit about me and also there's a few questions about things going on as well so the first question i have says how do you feel about the abortion ban in texas so wu chow to put my view on the matter plainly i don't believe there is a such thing as pro-life like the concept of pro-life just doesn't exist i believe it's a very Pro-choice versus versus pro-birth matter. It's it's not pro-life because once you're born, they don't really care about you. So it's pro-birth versus pro-choice. I will always support uh, a woman's right to choose to what what to do with her own body, of course. And you, the this is something we've been over time and time again, time and time again and again and again of. Men making legislation for what's going to happen concerning the health of women. And it's not right. They know it's not right. They know. And the Biden administration plans on suing them. So maybe that can go somewhere. And the Supreme Court is not going to step in because usually the Supreme Court is supposed to utilize Roe v. Wade to really make sure that the law of the land is the law of the land in that particular states like Texas can't make laws like this to where they can sneak loopholes in and just do what they want. So it just takes, it takes leadership on the local and state level to make sure these things don't happen and they stop happening because they're sneaky Republicans. They're sneaky, sneaky people. 
Next question. Next question. This one says, do you miss Biloxi High, specifically show choir? If you do not know, Biloxi High is the high school which I went to. Yeah, please don't try to track me down because I will beat you up. No, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But yeah, that's the high school I went to and graduated from. And show choir is an activity where you sing, you dance, you perform, and you work on a show throughout the year. And then in January, you put it together, you perform, and you compete against other groups. And I will always miss performing. I love performing. I love putting art on a stage. I love trying to do something better every single time. That was the the most fun part of performing was, okay, what are you going to do better than what you did last time? How are you going to outdo yourself? What are you going to do? So that's always what I will miss. I will miss performing in the, the essence of just being on stage and having a good time. It's amazing. It's fun. It's thrilling for me. I've always been an artsy kid. I've never have done theater. Well, I've done plays before, but I wouldn't really call myself a theater kid, but I am a theatrical kid. So I will always miss performing. I will always miss performing. Oh, and the first part of the question, do I miss Biloxi High? Child, let me explain something to a few of my listeners. There comes a point in your life to where you have to let go of a multitude of the memories that you've made because you simply just, you don't need them anymore. You simply don't need them anymore. And trust me, Snapchat's going to bring it up for you anyway. Snapchat's going to be like, oh, remember when this happened four years ago? So you really just forget about a lot of things that happen. And just going to Biloxi High, I remember the premise of being successful, being myself, being able to do things to stand my ground and really laid the foundation of who I am today. So I, I miss, I miss the, the journey that I was on. It was a very fun journey. However, the environment is, the environment is not the best. There's better environments out there. So that kind of answers the question, I guess, but I missed the high school. No. <laughs> uh, so I don't miss the high school and I will always miss performing. Yeah, that's my that's my answer. This next question asks, who is your biggest inspiration and why? And it's a question I really I always think about in my head a lot. I think about it a multitude of times. And to answer it. It has to be Vice President Harris. Simply put, for a moment in time, it was Secretary Hillary Clinton because that's really how I got into the the nature of politics and what really attracted me to politics was her career. And the reason why I I'm so purposeful today is because I look at leaders such as Secretary Clinton. I'm like, wow, I can do that too, but. As events have unfolded recently in the environment of our culture today, it's Vice President Harris. She is my biggest inspiration. Her career and how she has trailblazed from being district attorney to attorney general to a senator. And now she is vice president of the United States, the first black vice president, the first female vice president, the first woman ever elected to the White House. It's a beautiful thing in 
Hell yeah. Vice President Harris is my biggest inspiration. One of these days, I really hope to meet her. Please, 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 please. Biggest inspiration. I can't wait to read her book. Right now, I'm finishing Hillary Clinton's book, What Happened? But after that, I will be reading Vice President Harris's book. And I will be enjoying that because I, I love political books. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, biggest inspiration, Vice President Harris. Period. To a T. Yep. This next question says, who knows you the best and why do you think they know you the best? Hmm. I believe that my best friend knows me the best. My best friend, Elijah. If if you see Zach, you immediately think of Elijah. And that's the reason. That's There's a reason for that because at the end of the day, she knows me the best. And what, look, if you listen to this and you know me personally, stop asking Elijah, oh, can you do this with that? Can you go tell Zach this? Can you go tell Zach that? Come to get my phone is right here. My phone is right here. My cellular device is right here. You come to me. Okay. People always going through my best friend talking about, oh, can you do that? That's because we, we just yin and yang like that. And yeah, she definitely knows me the best. Next question. This next question says, have you ever thought about being bi? By what? Like by the side of a house? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, mm, no, no. I, I am a gay, cisgender male. That's just, that's how I identify. I am a gay man. That's, it's simply put, simply put, I am a gay, cisgender male. I have not thought about it because, trust me, they give me plenty to think about already. They give me plenty to think about. I'm not even, uh, mm, mm -mm. nope, not doing it. That sounds like double stress, double trouble. Mm -mm. Nope. Next question. Another question is, what is my proudest accomplishment? To be honest, my proudest accomplishment would be getting over heartbreak. Really, that's my proudest accomplishment because everything that I have done, you know, I've been successful since fifth grade. I've always been the one to get the awards, to be at the top, to excel throughout life. But my proudest accomplishment is when I get to those really low points and then I always find a way to bounce myself all the way back up. It impresses me sometimes because the, the situations in the past that I have been through have been very hectic. They've been very stressful. They've been very hurtful. They've been full with deceit. I've been lied to multiple times. And to come back for that and to be where I am right now doing this podcast, that's my proudest accomplishment. Because, baby, some things are life and death, for real. Some things... People go through and they just don't come back from. And there, there's so many stories of things that I have went through to where people, they didn't come back from it. That was the end of their story. That happened to them. And then it was what it was. And for me to be able to bounce back and to bounce back hard, that's my proudest accomplishment, all right? So, yeah, that's my proudest accomplishment. Next question. This next question says, what is your favorite family tradition? Um, we really, my family, there's no consecutive tradition, really. 
it's every single year is different. However, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. Christmas gifts. They're nice. Okay. They're nice. The lack of Christmas gifts these past few years. Mm, I love Christmas season. I love Christmas season. I love Christmas gifts. I'll accept any gift. I love Christmas season with family and just simply just even seeing them for five minutes and it just being Christmas time. It feels, it feels different, especially now that I'm, I moved out. Maybe Christmas this year would be even better. So we'll see. We'll see. I love Christmas season. I love Christmas season with family. It's, it's always a time every single year. It's a time. That's what I'm going to say. Every single year is always a time. <laughs> I'm going to take this one last question. And this one says, is it hard starting a podcast? And can you explain the process? Hell yeah, ma. Hell yeah. It's hard starting a podcast. It really is hard. Depending on how you want to do it and what effect you want it to have. For instance, with me, I knew I wanted my podcast to have a particular type of flair. I wanted to have a a cohesive color scheme. Like I'm just very intricate about that stuff. So I knew it was going to take me a long, long time to come up with the the whole shebang of it all. And I had the idea to start a podcast four years ago, my sophomore year of high school. And now I'm a sophomore in college, finally have gotten around to doing it. And it's difficult. It's a lot of puzzle pieces to put together. But if you want to do it, please do it. One more purposeful voice in the planet will not hurt anything. That was my reasoning for starting it. Knowing that one more purposeful voice will not hurt anything. So it's it's a difficult process because, you know, you have to find your name. You have to find your purpose. You have to find your your picture, your cover art, your your strategy. You have to do all these things to where what you're saying is actually heard. And so far, I am very impressed with what is being received. I'm very I'm I'm proud of all the the praise that the podcast has gotten so far. So it's worth it. It's really it really is worth it. If you want to do it, do it. You can do it. You can do it. So that's the end of our Q&A. That was fun. That was fun. That was nice. A little a little change of things. And we still have our Zach excellence. We still have our Zach excellence. You know, we did not forget about that. You know, we did not forget about that. For this week's Zach excellence, we have a pioneer who will forever go down as a legend because civil rights, civil rights, modern civil rights, that's the T. Modern civil rights, that's what we will be discussing in Zach Excellence. So stay tuned for that. We will be taking a quick break and then we'll be right on back. We are back with Zach Excellence. Zach Excellence this week is dedicated to Rashawn Robinson, who is an American civil rights leader, and he's the president of Color of Change. Now, Rashad Robinson is one of the best people on this planet. Reading about him and getting to know him, he is just amazing. He is an amazing character. He has such a good personality, like watching his keynote talks 
and listening to his um his podcast. He he knows what he's doing. So he is the president of Color of Change, and that's the nation's largest racial justice organization. And it was founded after Hurricane Katrina. I will also be linking them in the show notes. Please join them. There's a lot of purposeful purposeful things on there, like there's petitions you can sign. There's things you could be kept up to date on as far as racial justice. And it truly is amazing. It is really amazing. So Rashad Robinson, he grew up in Long Island and he attended Marymount University and he got a bachelor in political science. And he was also the social media director at for the Gay Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, which is GLAD, if you did not know. He was the social media director. And Rashad Robinson, he... He is very charismatic. He he does well with his words. And he became the president of Color Color Change in 2011. And like I said, it was founded after Hurricane Katrina. And it was particularly meant to strengthen strengthen black communities and to, to really speak to the concerns of black people. So under his leadership, it's grown to a million people. And there's four offices in New York, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, and Oakland, California. We need one down here in Mississippi. We need one. We definitely need one. And you can see Rashad Robinson all over the place. He is always doing media outlets, and he's on a variety of things. You can find him on CNN, BET, PBS, NPR, MSNBC. Like, he's a social media director, so he has that in him to where... When he just appears on TV, it's just, it's amazing. Watching some of his videos, please check them out. And he also has a monthly column on, in the U.S. edition of The Guardian. So yeah, he's an all-around experienced organizer. He, he is great. He's an amazing advocate, communicator. Whatever you want to say, he has it. He's done it. I don't know who is going to get an office down here in Mississippi, but we need one. We need one, damn it. So, yes, that's the end of our show. We have come to the end. And in honor of this being a Q&A, you can send me more questions. Yes, because we now have an email. So you can go to show at gmail.com. I'll put that in the show notes. And you can email me questions or just email me things, tips, advice, critiques. Don't be nasty now because I will cuss you out. And if you have any concerns, questions, you can just email me at sofarsohitshow at gmail.com. Be sure to follow the show Instagram at sofarsohitshow. And you can follow my Instagram at Zach underscore iconic underscore Thomas. And please be sure to rate on Apple Podcasts, mama. Thank you for listening to another episode. We will be back next week because it keeps going. We keep rolling, rolling. Rolling on the river And we will not drown We will not drown So stay tuned So next week we can make sure our lives stay so far so hood Thank you for listening to another episode I love you Goodbye Bye Bye